0: This week in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we answer a listener's question on Metalla Royalty and Streaming Limited, symbol MTA on the TSX Venture, a precious metals royalty and streaming company which engages in the acquisition and management of precious metal royalties, streams, and related production-based interests in Canada and Australia. With gold prices higher on the year and Metella essentially a pure play gold and silver streaming company and royalty company with a small dividend yield, a listener asks us our take on the stock. Our dog of the week is Avacana Inc. Symbol A-V-C-N on the TSX, which focuses on the research and development, cultivation, manufacture, and commercialization of plant-derived cannabinoid-based products and extracts. Avacana shares have been in a free fall since listing on the Toronto Stock Exchange in mid-July, dropping roughly 65%. In the last two weeks alone, the stock is down over 45%. Is the drop an opportunity or a cautionary tale? We will discuss. So let's get into the show this week. Aaron, you're fresh off an appearance on Canada's most listened-to financial radio program, Money Talks with Michael Campbell. How- Money Talks, yes. It go?
1: Oh, it, it, always, it always goes well. I, uh, I always enjoy my conversations with Michael. You know, we, we talked a little bit about um, investing for income in a, in a low interest rate environment. And of course, I went into Keystone Strategy um, about mixing different types of, of stocks and how to do that. Um, dividend growth stocks, small cap, high growth, small caps. Um, how to get some geographic diversification in your portfolio, and we talked about a couple interesting companies too. So, um, yeah, people can, I believe, go to our social media and take a look at the at the full interview um, there. Yeah, the full yeah, the interview full there, interview. and I think um, we're
0: gonna include uh, maybe one of the stocks you talk about. Uh, tag that onto this podcast potentially, and uh, one of the stocks. Just to get your take. On one of the stocks that you uh, talked about on on air, there maybe Brookfield will tag that into this um, this podcast as well as a
1: little bonus. And you also sure you, did you want me to talk well, about? Well, I, th- that I little think bit, I or? think we
0: could just take the clip off of there and put it in here. I think we'll sure. do that for the listeners Certainly. so that yep, they can that,
1: that makes they can hear
0: you uh, pontificate about uh, Brookfield, which will be good. One of, one of our long term winners in our portfolio and a company we continue to like over the long term. A great example of a. You know a great dividend paying company that's growing that dividend over time. You can they can hear you talk about that uh, from the uh, Money Talk show. We also, you also talked about our DIY upcoming seminars, which is a good segue because we'll do a quick chat about that now. Uh, we're coming up this fall, uh, we'll be in Ontario in three cities coming up uh, not this week but next week, so it's coming up quite soon. You're gonna. Some of the highlights of this um, seminar, we call it the new way to build your portfolio. You're going to learn why traditional big bank high fee model, the model there is killing your returns, Um, building essentially investors overly complex high fee portfolios composed of too many funds and too many stocks. Our, our simple solution to that problem is we help you build a 10 to 25 stock portfolio focused on quality. Dividend growth stocks is your core holding, and you supplement those by quality growth stocks. Now, you're going to get some macro outlook there. You're going to find out if the stock markets are cheap or expensive currently and what to do if there is a recession or crash. One of the great things about this seminar is you're going to get a five-stock starter portfolio, so one or two of the best dividend growth stocks in Canada, one or two of the best unknown but highly profitable Canadian small caps, and one or two of the best U.S. growth stocks will be included as a little teaser starter portfolio for all, all the attendees who come to that seminar. Uh, last year at this time, I think you did the numbers on the five stocks we included, or five or six stocks we included last year. Do you have those numbers on what the performance was on average there, Aaron?
1: On average, yes. It was it was as of Friday. It was thirty four point three percent. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that was six six companies, and that included some some big winners like Expel, like Viamed. Um, Questor, they, uh, Questor yeah, as yeah. well, yeah. Some 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 big winners, and of course, our clients had the opportunity to buy at prices well below, um, well below that as well. Which is so important it's, uh, to point
0: out, yeah. And and I think one of the other things we provided, we provided that starter portfolio, which performed tremendously well. Um, but we also we also you know we wanted to research about. Some of the hot themes at the time, cannabis, blockchain, big data, cybersecurity, made a recommendation in cybersecurity. We did all the work on the cannabis sector this time last year ahead of legalization to get a book on all, at that time, 120 companies in this segment. Couldn't find a single company that matched our criteria. We'd love to have found a growth at a reasonable price company in that arena, couldn't find it so we our conclusion was to avoid that segment and and, and you can look at the uh the sector has been decimated over the past year if you look at where the cannabis stocks traded this time last year where they are trading now um just tremendous losses a, a huge destruction of capital and a cautionary tale too. at the time we said avoid hot theme segments like this and it was uh the right call and you see that portfolio that we recommended up over 30, you know, 33, 34%, Aaron said. Um, and the TSX over the, that period is up around three and a half, four percent 4%. So crushing the TSX, looking outside of the hot themes of the day, buying good solid cash businesses, that's what you're going to hear at our upcoming seminars. I think it's an important lesson in any type of market. Just really to simplify your portfolio, you're going to pay some less fees by using us as an advisor and taking control of your financial future, building that portfolio that enriches you, not your advisor. So get your tickets. They're going fast and uh, would love to see all of our listeners there at these segments
1: or at these You know, it's interesting, um, just as a a bit of an aside, you know, some of the, just to Highlight some of the things that we're going to talk about at the at the DIY. I recently had a client uh, approach me, um, asking me to take a look at a bond ETF. Um, it, it was a conservative bond ETF run by one of the big banks, and um, so I did some research on this for him. Yeah. And what I discovered was, I mean, it, it was really kind of uh, uh, I, I'd like to say interesting, but it was it was somewhat disappointing the way this. that that this uh, ETF was structured, um, you essentially had a situation where this was an ETF that was charging a management fee and then it was buying other ETFs um, largely from that same bank, which themselves charged management fees, so you're stacking management fees on top of themselves. And this particular bond ETF was charging a, a management fee of one point six percent, which I think is absolutely huge. That's when Insanity, all you're doing, in my opinion,
0: but yeah. all
1: you're doing is buying other ETFs. Yeah. You know, maybe ten to twenty other ETFs, right? Um, but you're, you're looking at something that you know is going to return mid-single digits and it's charging 1.6% fee. I mean, this is the type of thing that you need to avoid. Now, there are ETFs out there that are structured uh, in a much more beneficial way for investors, and that's something that we would direct somebody to if they wanted to not own individual stocks or if they wanted to put a portion of their portfolio um, yeah. into into an index fund. But, you know, this is one of the things that we're going to talk about. It's just how the the traditional financial model is not working for investors and you literally have situations where, you know, you're stacking fees on top of fees, your financial advisor can charge a fee um, to put you in funds that charge a fee, sometimes those funds buy other funds that charge a fee or invest in other managers that charge a fee. And, uh, you, you know, you just don't know how, how deep the rabbit hole goes yeah, and, and again, you stack all those fees. It just, it's it's not, it, it eats into your return. Yeah,
0: and the, that, that's, that's the key. It's eating into your returns over time and try to pay as little fees as you can as possible and get really good advice that is independent. And that's what we're trying to fr- provide at these events. Um, you know, whether it be your bond ETF or equity ETF, uh, we'll have some advice on that as well. So week one will be in Oakville on October 8th, in Markham on October 9th, October 10th will be in Kitchener-Waterloo, week two, October 15th, Kamloops, Uh, October 16th, Victoria, October 17th, Langley, week three, October 22nd in Vancouver, October 23rd in Calgary, and we'll end off October 24th in Edmonton. Now let's get into the show. Now we've gone through all of our DIY materials. Uh, We're going to get into Your Stock, Our Take. It's time we answer a question on your stock. In a little segment, we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. We got a question from a listener on Metalla Royalty and Streaming Limited, MTA, on the TSX Venture. Aaron? You want
1: to take that? Certainly. So Metalla Royalty and Streaming uh, trading right now at a price of about uh, 130 140 a market cap uh, capitalization of about $180 million. Metalla Royalty and Streaming is a pure play gold and silver streaming and royalty company. The, the company's business is to invest in a portfolio of precious metals projects from which it generates royalty and streaming revenues. Metall is a younger company and it's trying to emulate the business models of other more established precious metal metals royalty stocks like Franco Nevada and and wheat and Precious Metals. Uh, Metalla's share price is up 68% since the start of the year. This is an impressive run, although most of the Precious Metals Royalty companies have had a strong move up this year. A key driver behind this performance is undoubtedly the price of gold, which is up 23% over the past 12 months from 1200 US per ounce, to about $1,480 US today. The price of silver is also up about 19% over the last 12 months, sitting at just over $17 per ounce today. Looking at Metalla's uh, financial results, their their recent annual financials that were published for fiscal 2019, revenue was $7.9 million, which was a 7% increase over the previous year. Adjusted EBITDA was $2.1 million. Uh, Compared to 2.8 million last year. So down 26 percent. The company did report a net loss of 2.4 million dollars compared to a loss of 2.6 million last year and there was some positive operating cash flow Just under 2.3 million in operating cash flow compared to 2.8 last year. So a decline in cash flow One of the things I noticed about this company is that uh, it's very expensive um, relative to its uh, relative to its EBITDA and its operating cash flow, so about 2.3 million in operating cash flow, 180 million dollar market cap. It's a pretty heavy valuation, enterprise value to EBITDA of about 83 times. So the valuation is, is quite up there, is quite high. Uh, our take is that Metala does not meet our investment criteria. The company is expensive relative to EBITDA and cash flow. Financial performance over the last year was not that impressive with only 7% revenue growth, a lower cash flow and negative earnings. It appears to us that most of the company's strong share price performance in 2019 has been the result of higher precious metal prices. One of the issues that we have with commodity sensitive businesses like metals and oil and gas is that so much of the company's success or lack thereof is driven by by volatile commodity prices. This is great when the price is your friend and moving higher, but it gives companies very few options when prices are going down. Metalla has reported several royalty acquisitions over the past year. These may result in better growth for the company on a go forward basis. That is something that investors can watch for. However, from what we can see today, the fundamentals are not strong enough for us to be interested in the company. We would potentially look to some of the more established precious metal streamers if we wanted to get into that space. Yeah, no, I would agree, Aaron. Just
0: uh, you know, companies that are resource-driven, driven by the commodity prices, driven by the underlying commodity. Um, Always, we would have if we considered a recommendation in this segment, it would always be a spec buy because management can do everything exactly right and the commodity can turn against them, and then the share price can get, uh, you know, can crater over the course of uh, the near term or a year period. Uh, These businesses uh, streaming, you know, companies like Franco Nevada have outperformed using this model. But I think you know part of it is quality of management there too as well. The track record with Metalla isn't there. I'm not saying it's a bad track record. It's just they haven't been around long enough to establish that track record. We'll continue to monitor the company. But like Aaron said, the valuations are a little high at this range. And if you see a pullback in the underlying commodities, the company could easily correct back to uh, a range that it was in ahead of a move forward. Now, if you believe gold is moving higher... It may be a situation to look at. I have no specific knowledge in that area, and that is the issue. Many who say they do, we would say, do not know where the price of gold is moving. It's very difficult to predict. So let's move on to our dog of the week. From our Stars and Dog segment, it's time for this week's dog. <laughs> We're going to start with Avicana, Inc., symbol A-V-C-N on the TSX. Currently trades around $2.20, $49 million market cap. So the dog performance here. Now, the stock has been in free fall since it listed in mid-July, dropping 65%. In the last two weeks alone, the stock is down 45%. What does Avicana do? It's headquartered in Toronto, focused on the development, commercialization, and manufacturing of plant-derived cannabinoid products. The bulk of Avacana's research and development is being conducted at the Johnson & Johnson Laboratories in Toronto, their science incubation center. The company is in the process of conducting clinical trials for its therapeutic Pura Elements brand and the manufacture of its Pura Earth Cosmetic brand. It owns 60% interest in a subsidiary, Santa Marta Golden Hemp, one of the few fully licensed and registered cultivators in Colombia, giving it an advantage over its peers in the Equatorial Nation. Now, that operation, along with Avacana's, Avacan's other 70% owned subsidiary that is located in Santa Marta, gives it 22,000 or 250,000 square feet of licensed cultivating area. This is expected to expand to 410,000 square feet giving the company 2,000 kilograms of productive capacity projected monthly on completion of its phase 1 project. It is anticipated that those outdoor cultivation facilities will have low cost production expenses because of the many advantages offered in Colombia including steady sunlight as well as low cost energy, water and labor. That'll give a Canada advantage over many growers focused on indoor cultivation in Canada now our take on this company it is a very early stage company it has minimal revenues at this stage I think in the last quarter it was about sixteen thousand five hundred there was a net loss of 14.5 million in the last quarter up from a loss of 1.5 million Uh the metrics, you can't do any fundamental valuation on this business. They are a development stage company and speculative investment at this stage. They have yet to produce a commercial cannabis crop or make any sales, underscoring the considerable risks surrounding their operations. Avacana finished the last quarter with around $13 million in cash on hand, but like I said, the company lost $4.5 million. The company will likely require additional capital by year's end. This is not and a good sign for existing shareholders in terms of dilution. Just 2 months ago the company had a market cap of 155 million far too rich for its underlying financial position. The market cap is now a third of this, but despite despite this drop, we see little current value. It's recent loss though, give it the title of our dog of
1: the week. Uh, the the sector overall even the amongst the, the largest companies in the Canadian cannabis space has really taken a major hit over the past six months um, and and really over the past year as well so I would be very I'd be very cautious about investing in or buying um, shares of one of the smaller companies one of the emerging producers there are companies out there that already have production um, have already proven that they can that they can grow and sell at a mass scale Um that would be that would be better options if somebody wanted to get into that space. But, you know, I, I think that if they have to raise money, that may be an issue because the companies have really taken a major haircut over the past six to twelve months. Yeah,
0: and I mean, we're we're looking through all companies, Can you continue to monitor this sector, avoided it this time last year. Um, with the losses that you've seen over the first, you know, nine, ten months of this year, uh, you may say further losses into tax loss selling. People just washing their hands of this segment. Perhaps if we find some companies that have gone through a couple quarters or one or two more quarters and hit EBITDA profitability and hit growth, maybe we'll see some more reasonable valuations at that stage. Uh, we'd stick to the, the the stick to the leaders in this sector if you're going to stick anywhere. But uh, we haven't found value. And growth at a reasonable price. and uh, until we find that, we're not buyers in this segment, and we do not I'm not surprised by the losses that you've seen over the past year in this segment. Okay, well, I'm gonna thank all our listeners for listening again this week. Uh, I thank Aaron for co-hosting and uh, keep your questions coming into our Your stock our take segment. We'll keep endeavoring to answer those questions over the course of the next few weeks. Uh, Again, come out to one of our DIY Summers. Love to see you all there. I wish you
1: all profitable investing. Profitable investing.
2: As a bonus to our podcast listeners, and for your convenience, we are going to insert a clip of Aaron's most recent interview with Michael Campbell on Money Talks Radio, where he is discussing one of the stocks that we have re-recommended the most, Brookfield Infrastructure. Ticker symbol BIP.UN on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Enjoy. Just on the topic of a very solid dividend growth stock, um, I'm going to talk about a company that's been a long-standing recommendation in our research. Um, that's Brookfield Infrastructure. Uh, the symbol is BIP.UN on the TSX. BIP on the New York Stock Exchange. I've talked about it at your sh- on your show many, many times. So Brookfield this is a this is a global infrastructure company a very solid conservative stock but also also a growth company as well so they own infrastructure projects all over the world and these are long life stable projects that generate stable cash flow so you look at a company like this it's growing but its current cash flow is, is also very well positioned for a recessionary environment um, we originally recommended the company in 2011 at 14.50 per unit Today, it trades at $66 per unit, so great return in terms of capital appreciation based on the financial performance, but what really impresses me is that they have paid out about $12 U.S. in income distributions to their investors over this eight-year period, so that's $12 U.S. We recommended them at $14.50 Canadian. You basically have your money back on a pre-tax basis and a company that's continuing to grow. so we, I know you, you always ask, well, it's done great in the past, so why are you still recommending it in the future? Well, they are continuing to grow. So the, the recent financial performance has been strong, um, double-digit, low double-digit growth in cash flow per unit. They have an investment backlog of about $2.2 billion U.S., that they are commissioning over the next three years. So we're expecting 2020 to actually be an excellent year of growth. And this is a company that just continues to produce. It pays a very nice yield of about 4%. It's growing that yield um, every year. That the unit price has been appreciating. Uh, the, the, we believe that the, that the income distribution is very sustainable, the growth is sustainable. And even though it's come up a lot over the past eight years, we still think relative to the quality that it's trading at a reasonable price. Now, this isn't a company that I want people to go out and buy because they want to get a big return in the next six months. That may happen. It's had a great year um, in 2019, up about 40% so far. But we want people to we want people to look at a company like this as something that they want to own and generate income from for at least the next three to five years. And, and that's what we're recommending it for. So um, great longstanding recommendation, but we still think that it has a, a good solid future.